0: Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. Erina Yashima will be the guest conductor for Charlotte Symphony Concerts on November 18th and 19th. She'll lead the orchestra in a program that includes Beethoven's Triple Concerto and Berlioz's Symphonie Fantastique, uh, and also some music by Glinka. Yashima is the winner of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra's Sir George Schulte Conducting Apprenticeship, and has been studying with Riccardo Muti since 2015. She has also assisted conductors such as Zubin Mehta, Esa-Pekka Salonen, and Christoph Eschenbach and has worked with orchestras around the world. Recently, she concluded her tenure as assistant conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra and she just started in her new position as first Kapellmeister at the Komische Oper Berlin. So welcome Irina, thank you for taking some time to talk to us.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Why don't we start with something I'm curious about, which is this title of First Kapellmeister. It's not something that we have in the United States, typically. So can you explain what what that means?
1: Yeah, so... um Kapelle, it means basically the band, the the orchestra, and Kapellmeister. Meister, is like maestro. Um, so that's the title. Um, in Germany, there is a very traditional system of, you know, how you develop as conductor, and um, that is through opera. And you usually start as um, a rehearsal pianist, a choropetiton, and then maybe you get the, the possibility to also conduct. And then you know, you if you graduate basically, then you become Kapellmeister, so that's um, the position after the General Musik Director, who would be the, the music director. So that is the position of Kapellmeister,
0: and it's different from artistic director. Did I understand that when I was? Reading about yeah, that. so
1: so there. I mean, there, there's so many people involved in an opera house. It's just a really, really big institution. Yeah, you have the um, general music director, and then come next comes the Kapellmeister. Um, the so the the GmD, as as we um, say, the abbreviation, um, is usually um, responsible for the big opera titles, and the Kapellmeister gets. The, um, like a Mozart opera, not that that would be <laughs> that would be less important, but you know, or like in Belcanto opera, that is where the orchestra is slightly smaller than, let's say, a Wagner Strauss opera. But you you still have um, a lot of um, artistic responsibility,
0: right? And just quickly, can you tell us a little bit about, about uh, Komische Oper Berlin? Because there are several opera houses, I guess you'd call them. <laughs>
1: That's right. We are very spoiled in Berlin with um, basically seven um, major orchestras. Three of them are um, opera houses. Um, We have the commercial opera which um, is the smallest one which um, dedicated itself to you know the so-called lighter um, repertoire but uh, I mean that has changed quite a bit since the the start of the company and then of course we have the eastern and western opera houses so we have West Berlin has the Deutsche Oper, and then East Berlin has um, Staatsoper Unter den Linden.
0: So you've explained a little bit about what your setup is or, or what the situation is for you in Berlin and, and what the environment is like. You're somebody who has worked a lot in the United States. And I'm curious if you just in broad strokes could explain to us a little bit about how is it different in the United States uh, working with orchestras um, and just the classical music world here compared to Europe. I know there's got to be some noticeable things that are different.
1: Yeah, I think the main difference is, is maybe the funding. Um, so in, in Europe, it is mostly government funded, you know, that has a, a couple of implications. But um, what I notice is um, there's much more rehearsal time um, in in Germany, for, for instance, I would say it's maybe it feels a bit more part of everyone's life. For instance, um, the German school system has... Um, music as, as a mandatory subject in in school. I think that makes such a difference. Um, I mean, I remember I learned so much during my school, high school years, um, middle school years about about music. I, I mean, even you know, I'm, I'm studying this week and a Don Giovanni production, and I really remember clearly how we you know um, learned about these opera in, in school and I, you know, that, that is just amazing. And same, by the way, with um, Berlioz, Symphony Fantastique, that is also something that has been taught in, in my, in my school. So, um, wow. and I think that's very amazing that in a normal school, you, you just dedicate um, the education of young people um, to, to this culture. I think that's really amazing.
0: That's a huge difference. And I mean, that's almost, Like a deep dive in a way compared to what we get here. So you're saying it goes beyond just being a member, you know, playing in band or playing in orchestra or singing in the chorus. It's really studying. Did you study it sort of in um, theoretical terms, or was it historical? Or it was.
1: I mean, it it was still you know high school, so it was not on a level of let's say you know music um, really professional level, but it's it's still we learned about, you know, what the opera is and, and certain arias and how that, you know, how Mozart has composed the music to uh, picture the situation and thing, things like that. The thing with, with classical music is you, the the deeper you get into it, the more you discover, and and it more the more it gives you. But you really, I mean, some, I mean, of course, there's music that is instantly, just grabbing the audience, and and you just can't hold back.
0: Well, let's talk a minute or two about some of the works that are coming up on the program. Um, you've got a big Beethoven work on the program, the Triple Concerto, which. Uh, because it requires three soloists, some you know don't hear it every day. So how did how did this end up on the program? And tell us a little bit about this work and and maybe the soloists too.
1: Yeah. So the triple concerto that is very unusual um, that it has three soloists. But yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to work with Ty Murray and Julie Albers and Anne Marie McDermott. So that will be very very exciting.
0: So you haven't worked with any of them before is that right? Oh yeah. No. So you come in you have a new orchestra the Charlotte Symphony and you have three three soloists that you haven't worked with before and you have how many days to get it together? How many days of rehearsals?
1: I think we start on Wednesday and then I think the soloists join the orchestra rehearsal on Thursday and then Friday is the first concept so yeah not so many days as I said that is that is a big um, difference um, between Europe and and US
0: and and you think that that has to do with uh, the state picking up the tab
1: I, I think so because um, you know there's clearly clearly more pressure um, to you know be very efficient um, in the US with less time you um, the individual musicians and just you know have to prepare really, um, really, really well so that everything comes together very quickly. And let's say in, in German we have time to digest the music, which is um, yeah, it's it's very very nice.
0: <laughs> well, talk a little bit about the Berlioz. It's a kind of a revolutionary work. Different.
1: It really is. It really strikes me as one of those um, pieces that came so, um, in the context of music history, in a way so unexpected, revolutionary, in the sense that if you think that it was written basically one year after Beethoven's death, I believe, um, and just, just the instrumentation is insane. You know, you have, like, two leader which is played by, by tubas these days, the huge brass section and, and, you know, all kinds of interesting techniques. The woodwinds are playing glissando and...
0: Um, and what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so they're bending the pitch, basically. Um, they're, they're not playing a scale, but they, they're connecting. It's a little bit, you know, like the famous glissando at Rhapsody in blue with a clarinet at the beginning. Mm. That is a, a glissando. Um, or the the strings, they play collenias. So that means with the backside, with the wooden side of the bow. So they, they hit, basically, the strings with the wooden part, and that makes... Rather noise than uh, sound. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it, I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge work. And then also just the idea that everything basically starts from, um, you know, I'm a poet who takes basically drugs. I, I think it's just really um, wonderful and it's just so reflected in the music.
0: And then the other work on the program, which I'm, is this going to start, open the program, the Glinka, Ruslan and Ludmilla?
1: Yes, the overture to, to Ruslan and Ludmilla. Um, yeah, Glinka is, I mean, that is probably his his most famous and often played work, the overture to his opera, um, Ruslan and Ludmilla. And um, Glinka just um, laid the base for the huge Russian um, musical, cultural tradition and um, I think it's very amazing and by the way, the yo Trio is just absolute um, a delight to listen to it's full of energy and, and just so sparkling, it's wonderful
0: Well it sounds like it's going to be a really great program and um, thank you for talking to us about these works and giving us a little insight into them And we look forward to having you in Charlotte, November 18th and 19th.
1: Looking forward to this.
0: I've been talking to uh, Irina Yashima, who will be the guest conductor for the Charlotte Symphony concerts coming up on November 18th and 19th. And thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.